0: This Front Row Rugby episode appeared originally on YouTube. Today on Front Row Rugby, we're joined by Springbok legend and former center Peter Miller. Peter, it's lovely to have you on Front Row Rugby. Welcome. Peter, thank you very much. It's nice
1: to be on Front Row. Let's
0: start in, in 1992, right? Um, previously on Front Row Rugby, we've had guys like Nas and Val Bartman as guests, and they've spoken about what it was like for them playing for the box uh, after readmission towards the end of their careers. But in your case, it was kind of like I think you were 22, if I'm not mistaken. So it was almost like the kind of age where you would expect to be making your debut for the Springboks. I'm just interested to, to know what your mindset was around that time in '92.
1: Yeah, '92, and you know, I think it was just you know just getting back into international rugby. And you know, uh, if you talk about Nars and Ball, you know, they were like our heroes in the '80s, and you know, you always see them playing. And uh, suddenly, you this youngster. You know, uh, with a couple of old guys. You know, you had like Nas, Bertha, Danny Gerber, and you know, it was slightly intimidating. You know, but um, I think you know that was just a great celebration coming back from, but you know, into uh, international rugby. And I think with uh, these guys around, you just settle the you know, the nerves on the day as well.
0: And then you got to score a try on debut as well. Uh, as I remember it, you sort of stretched towards uh, the, the the line to to get it over. Uh, that must have been a special moment.
1: Yeah, it was. I think, you know, everyone wants to, to score a try on their first test. You know, um, uh, I think, uh, you know, the try was just led on, I think, from our pressure and, you know, saw opportunity on the blind. But I think that big, um, or the big winger that uh, Joan Maloma of the day at. Uh, Mala was, you know, in front of you and tried to avoid him, you know, rather get smashed by him. But uh, yeah, it was good, you know. Um, you know, maybe a game we could look at back and say, you know, you could have won it, you know, on a two mistakes. But it just shows you what an international rugby is about.
0: You mentioned Twiga Mahler there. Uh, in terms of your direct opponent uh, in those first few test matches in 92, you came up against guys like Walter Little, Frank Bunce, uh, Jason Little, Tim Horan, Jeremy Guskett. What was it like coming up against those kind of guys?
1: Again, you know, these uh, players, they were all in the 91 World Cup. You know, um, I was... Um, as a youngster, still uh, in uh, Ireland at that stage, and you know, sitting on the on the on the stand watching these guys playing, and like, just wishing, can we play in the World Cup? You know, like, are we going to play in the World Cup? And then next year, you know, you're playing against uh, these guys. So uh, yeah, um, I think it was uh, honor in the first place to play against them. They are well known and you know, world class. And then you know, at the same time, you want to challenge yourself against the best. But you know, both both center pairs were um how can I say brought different challenges and also their skills were different you know so um you know it depends on the day you know um who you can intimidate and, and maybe make uh will step up against them.
0: Understood. Uh, so, Peter, speaking of uh, Horan and Little specifically, uh, the Springboks went on a tour in 1993 to Australia. You again came up against those guys. Uh, and the first test in Sydney, 1912, in favour of South Africa. That was an historical moment, but also a very special moment. What was the atmosphere like in the dressing room after that? Uh,
1: look, yeah, I think uh, going on tour in 92, um, sorry, 93, uh, it was... You know, first time over there, and I think, you know, playing the first test, you know, was a lot of pressure yeah. on us. And but also with the Wallabies uh, being, you know, the top side at that moment, we we just went out and tried to look at their weaknesses. Uh, I think a couple of balls that bounced right for us, uh, but uh, yeah, the atmosphere afterwards was great. You know, I think, you know, it was like, a, you know, unbelievable to just beat the Aussies there. And, But then, you know, it didn't come easy. The second and third test, you know, I think the Aussies started recording us and had secret spies looking at us because in the next test, they knew exactly what we're going to do, how we're going to do, and knew our calls, you know. Uh, But fair call to them.
0: I remember also when I spoke to Noss. In a previous episode on Front Row Rugby, he spoke about provincialism. And that's something that we read about a lot in those days, the sort of the Sharks guys sticking together, the Western Province guys hanging out with one another. Did you experience that sort of thing as well?
1: Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was there, you know, um, from the start, you know, I think because you just were so, uh, everything was about the Curry Cup and uh, everyone, you know, was the Blue Bulls and, and it was the Western Province and, you know, Free State and, and Natal then, you know, um, so I, there was, you know, it was just a matter of, you know, how do you get the guys playing together? But, you know, people will stick together or, you know, I, when I travelled the world as well, you know, up, up, in, up, in Wales, and that, you'll see the foreigners sticking together. So I think it was just normal. You know, you you know the guy from Pretoria, having a bribe with him. So that's what you're going to do.
0: Of course. Uh, now, let me ask you this. By the end of 1994, you had been on a tour to France and England Australia, New Zealand, Argentina, uh, Wales and Scotland. Uh out of all of those, which one would you say was the toughest? Oh,
1: <laughs> New Zealand was the toughest. Uh I was talking to somebody the other day, um I was actually supporters that went hey. I was on that uh, tour, I traveled all the way with you. And um we you know, we started right at the bottom of Interbigogle, you know, traveled by bus, you know, um, you know, it was a hard slog and it was cold, you know. Uh, and you're staying in a mo- little motel, you know. It's not those these days where the guys saying five stars, but but you know it also grew a camaraderie around the, the guys. But it's one of the toughest, you know, when it's cold and wet, you know you're away from home six weeks, you know, uh, can't just make a phone call, you know. There's no mobile phones, so you have to be careful how much money you spend, you know. So, um, but um, you know, you you as, as as a team we got together and you know we actually enjoyed each other's company, you know, and and you know you find ways to entertain yourself.
0: Okay, and then which one did you enjoy the most?
1: Well, oh, um, <laughs> I must admit, I think that more the Argentina tours. I think it's just for the pretty girls say, you know. Um, so, uh, and uh, the great meat you can have there. So, um, that's always a nice short one, uh, and it's always a nice one to go to. But um, you know, yeah, I think every country has got this, you know, different challenges. But um, you know, France, you know, you if you look back again, you say, oh, you know, we have great food, you know, great wine, you know, yes, they. they the French were dirty, and we had a lot of fights. But you know, they all they all different in their own way. You know, australia they the same. Um, you know, drank opportunities to go to a barrier reef, so they, they went out of their way. But um, you know, I think the RG tours are still good. You know,
0: am I correct in saying that you were injured, and that's why you missed out on the ninety-five World Cup? Yeah, uh, my injury
1: happened. Uh, I think about, uh, but I think Feb up uh, March of that year. It was just, um, you know, uh, before we played Super Rugby and we had a test test match, actually a friendly against England B, um, the Sharks. And just connected somebody completely and fractured uh, um, my neck, you know, two places. So uh, I was out for that.
0: And then after that, you went to Australia, played rugby league came back to South Africa and you were back in the Springbok setup in 1998 but by that point rugby had changed quite dramatically right it wasn't a, a, an amateur sport anymore it had turned professional a lot of the guys that you were playing with 92 93 94 had maybe retired they'd moved on you weren't the youngster in the team anymore either you were now one of the veterans the more, more experienced guy what was that experience like for you Yeah,
1: it's, uh, you know, I think after what happened going to Australia um, going to league it, 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 it actually um I think it helped in it in a being professional. You know, I think when ninety-five came we we were not in that professional era, you know, the training, the eating, um, you know, the 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 gym site, you know, um and again, going there, I think it just put a stepping stone to to for that ninety seven and ninety eight when I came back. Um but yeah that that I think suddenly you're right. You you were like a, the old guy on the team and um but you know, again with the youngsters, there were some exciting players, and you know, I think at ninety eight or 80, 97, 98, Nick Mallet did get a good squad, starting getting a good squad together for for um, you know that we built up in uh, uh, nineteen eighty nine. So um, yeah, but um, it's uh, it's it, it's still you know, I think that time wasn't as professional as it today. You know, I think we were still in that phases of getting professional.
0: But it was a great time, as you mentioned, to be a Springbok, winning the Tri-Nations in 1998. How special was that?
1: Look, I think that's a uh, highlight of the career, uh, career you know, like the, uh, the Tri-Nations, especially going over to Wellington um, on Athletic Park, right on the hill, you know, um, and beating the All Blacks, you know, in a tough, tough, tough game. Um, you know, and then just coming back and do the exactly the same, you know, I think it was... Uh, it was just a confidence, I think, booster that whole that whole series, you know. Um, but yeah, I think for I think everyone after the World Cup, you know, we did struggle a couple of years after that and uh, back onto on the scene again.
0: Now, after winning the Tri-Nations, we went to the UK, beat Wales, beat Scotland, beat Ireland, lost to England on what would have been a Grand Slam tour had we been able to beat the English at Twickenham. But something that, that I remember as well is that even though we won all of those tests something didn't quite seem right uh, in terms of the performances they weren't as clinical let's say as we saw during the tri-nations earlier in the year i've read a lot of people have said that it had something to do with the way bobby skinstead was brought into the side and maybe some of the players weren't happy what can you tell me about that
1: oh, you know, I, th- I think you're 100 right they, they, that, that last test match wasn't the normal but i think there was a couple of injuries as well um Look, we we know there was, um, I think, between Nick and and, uh, uh, and them, was diff- uh, different opinions of playing styles, and you know, I think that that year the Stormers was also doing well, and you know, maybe style was great, you know, this running type of rugby. So I, I think, you know, there was rumors. I was not on that tour, you know, so, but you know, from the guys talking, you know, it was a bit starting to split a little bit in in the end of that uh, that 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 tour.
0: Am I am correct in saying that Christian Stewart, Stewart actually, actually came, came in for you, you, you at the at end the of year? That's yes, correct, yes. But you were back in the, in the setup uh by the time of the 1999 World Cup. Um, I remember in those days, I heard a radio interview with Uist, who was obviously uh, the skipper for, for that tournament, and he made a comment uh, that during the group stage of the World Cup, where the guys were based in Scotland, he commented that the guys didn't feel as if they were actually at a World Cup. How do you remember it? Yeah, you know, the World Cup '99
1: was, I think, for everyone was. I think because
0: it was all over, the,
1: uh, you know, uh, of the UK. Um, and the, I think the if you were walking in the streets, you know, there wasn't much of you know like advertising, and I think we just didn't feel like it, you know. Um, uh, so yeah, he's hundred percent right in that sense. You know, it, it was only when you got to the the semi final, like the quarters, and the semi finals, you know, when really, you know, you could see the French went out about it and back, back in England when we played Australia that, that, that there was some talk but throughout, yep, it wasn't uh, that, you know, the, that feeling you know at all.
0: Something very interesting for me is that in the group stage against Spain you scored a try. Now that really is a collector's item, isn't it? Because there are not too many, let's say tier one rugby nations players who have any points at all against a nation like Spain. Yeah,
1: look, I, I think with Spain—it uh, was one of those uh, games. Uh, you did not know them, what to expect from them. Um, look, they some there were some tough players in there, and you know, got bumped off a couple of times by some uh, number eight. I remember, but you know, I think it's also when you get a chance for a try, you take it. You know, um, I was never one that scored too many tries. So hopefully, I made them, <laughs> but uh, that's why I normally tell those in the wings. Uh, you know, uh, but. Uh, yeah, no, look, it's just, um, I think, great for the smaller sides to to actually be involved, and especially the bigger nations as well.
0: Okay, Peter, I'm going to put you on the spot. You played under John Williams, you played under Ian McIntosh, you played under Kitch Christie, and you played under Nick Mallet for the Springboks. Who was the best?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, Nick, uh, I must say, I'm actually stuttering here because uh, I, I, both guys I enjoy Nick Mallet and Ian McIntosh. I think Ian was a great. Uh, player management, uh, you know, he looked after his players. Nick was in a very similar state, but I think he just took it a little bit further to get a good team together, you know, talking to players, you know, knowing what he can get the best out of those players. Um, you know, and I think he had, a, you know, a lot of um, players around him that uh, uh, analysed the game quite well, you know, so I think that's that's what made him like, it's a great success. I think Mac, you know, you uh, know, being the Springbok coach for a short time, he, you know, he, he was trying to implement his style of play, and you know, it only took Francois in the ninety-four, ninety-five, late nine and then ninety-five to start, you know, actually believing in that style. You know, so I think he was shortcut in that sense. But as Sharks coach, he was brilliant. You know, you could see it throughout that period as well.
0: Earlier, we spoke a little bit about guys like Horan, Little, uh, Gaskett, et etc. So similar question to earlier, but who was the best opponent that you came up against?
1: Look, they, they, Bunsen Little, you know, uh, was always the toughest. You know, you you know, you, you can hit him as hard, you can intimidate them, you can kick them in the head. You know, you can do anything. They just will come back all the time. You know, where I think. Uh, Timmy and, and, and Jason, it was more your your lighter type of centers. So, you know, they were looking at space and, you know, with the Australian, then they were running into spaces. So it was difficult, you know, when you're on your back foot to, to defend them, you know, and, uh, but again, you know, the, the opposite works as well. You know, when you put them under pressure, uh, don't give them space, you know, then they were just the normal, you know, uh, good international players. But it, it, it works both ways, you know, for, you know, uh, for for both sides. So, but yeah, they had these similar differences, but they the two tough is always the All Blacks. You know, you just don't grind them down. You know, they will come at 80 minutes and nonstop.
0: OK, Peter, we're going to finish off with a technical question. Um, in, in your day, you were known, I think it's fair to say, as being a ferocious tackler. If you were going to give advice to a youngster today, let's say an under 13 boy, for argument's sake, right? Or even anything under 13 to under 16. What would your advice be in terms of tackling technique? (laughs)
1: Uh, That's a difficult question. It's technical, but not technical. You know, I think, you know, it's important, you know, to always keep your eye on the target, you know, making sure where your head is. You know, there's so many head injuries happening today you know, um, and it's always to make sure that you hit through the man, you know, you always, we always talk about, we always said about despairing uh, when you're javeling, you want to th- throw through, you know, somebody, so you have to hit through, um, and I think, you know, that advice is always there, you know, you never want to bring your head down because that you can't see, you don't want to look at their feet, but that's a, advice is just to don't be scared, you know, you have to Uh, almost dictate the the, the collision, you know, if you don't, you're going to come
0: second. Sounds good to me. Peter Miller, thank you very much. It's been lovely having you on as a guest.
1: Pleasure, Peter. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you.
0: Last time on Front Row Rugby, Robbie Kempson was our guest. If you want to watch that interview, the link is appearing on your screen right now. Next time, Johan Stecher. This Front Row Rugby episode appeared originally on YouTube. If you enjoyed this content, please consider subscribing and sharing with your friends. See you next time.